Welcome everybody. Crawl into your interior cave and listen to the hermit and his wife, where we talk spirituality, parenting, Catholicism, inside and out. Hey, you guys. Looks like I'm really leaning into you. Hi. We're trying something new because the sound has been a little messed up, so we're trying it with our AirPods on. I really hope the sound is better for you guys. We're out at our cabin, hence the different background. Good morning. Hi. Well, hey there. Hi. Are you awake? Hi. That's the real Minnesota accent. Good morning. You're not awake. You've only had one cup of coffee. Uh, there's a thing. It's called the Midwest Translator. You can get. <laughs> you can look it up on YouTube. Highly recommend That it. was actually really accurate. Yeah. It's like the Minnesota goodbye. Like, you say goodbye, but that means that you just trot out to the car with them, and then at the car, you talk for, like, five to six more minutes and make, like, meaningful overtures about wanting to include them and have them come back inside, and they should come again. And when they get in the car, there's, like, a lot of waving from the car. Recipes for hot dish. Hot dish. Oh, yeah. Hot I mean, I have, I have some relatives that have a little bit more of a Minnesota accent. Anyway, you're a Minnesotan now. Well... You have a Minnesota license? I talk like, license. talk like one, I guess. What's that called? License? Driver's license? You do talk like one. Well, between Minnesota and Michigan, I think your Nebraska flat accent has been pretty bumped. Yeah. When we went to law school in, uh, in Ann Arbor, it, uh, when Ave Maria Law School was up there, so I got the like central Michigan thing going on, too. You really do. It's very complicated. What are we going to talk about with them today, Anthony? Is it accents? A it's whole podcast so funny. You always, you always ask me <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I'm just along here. I'm real, I'm along for the ride. Oh, really? Yeah, go You're for just it. along for the ride. I'm just along for the ride. Whatever well, you want. What a ride our life is. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, right. Um, well, I'm wearing my favorite sweater that does indeed have holes in the armpits. You got this for me a while back. It's very cozy. We today are going to talk about... 11 years of marriage. So yesterday we celebrated 11 years of our family being a family on St. Joan of Arc's feast day, May 30th. We were married May 30th. When did we get married? 2009. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do the math for a minute. I was like, wait, that would okay. be a... Uh, That's I mean, why you didn't become an engineer. Definitely That's have fine. no skills in that department. We're talking about 11 years of marriage. And in particular... Advice that we would go back and give ourselves as newlyweds, not just on the day of the wedding, but like that first whole year of things that we know now, not just about each other, but about marriage in general. So this is, I mean, 11 years is nothing to sniff at, but it's also not like our friends who are celebrating like 15 and 20. Like they probably have a lot better advice for you. I mean, I don't think they have podcasts, but I wish they did. Well, because I would tune in. Yeah. There's a lot of marriage advice. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things out there. It's just sort of a practical, practical approach to things. We're still, you know, I mean, we're still in the middle of it and everything. But uh, something I'll put out there, not just for newlyweds, but uh, people who are engaged or you're thinking about becoming engaged. Um, and uh, uh, if you're Catholic, uh, in the old rite, there's actually a very beautiful um, blessing for engaged couples. Um, and I highly recommend it because uh, you're given particular graces, you know, whatever your state of life is, you're given particular graces depending upon, you know, what your, what, whatever state you're in. So when you're engaged, you have particular, uh, you know, things you have to deal with and, uh, you know, you're trying to get ready for marriage, but 
you're actually trying to sanctify yourself while you're engaged as well. So it's not like, it's it's not like the marriage, you know, like everything is, you're, you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Like right. try to sanctify yourself even while you're engaged. So anyway, there's a beautiful uh, blessing. So you can ask, you know, I don't know, whatever priest, um, you know, you can look it up online and, and uh, see it. Because I think that there are special graces, uh, you know, you're sort of consecrating that time to God and you're asking for God's blessing upon it. And, and um, you know, upon the person you're trying to, you know, uh, grow closer with and and um, anticipate a life together. So, what would uh, they Google? What would they look up? Uh, I would just I would just type in um, maybe 1962 uh, old right blessing for engaged couples or traditional blessing for engaged couples. We had it. It's yeah. really special. Yeah, the same priest who witnessed our marriage vows. He. Uh, he did that for us, which was which was really nice. In fact, you even wore a white dress. I did. A dress that my brother had given me. One of those random gifts. He was like, I think you're this size. I bought this for you. I'm like, thanks, buddy. It was a long shot. Came through. I mean, he always comes through. He's a good brother. Something that's interesting you just said is that it's not like when you're engaged, you're just on pause until you get married. It's an actual season in and of itself. And just like newlyweds aren't just on pause until if and when they have a baby, that first, those first weeks and days and months of being married, they are their own season. And when we live in anticipation of what's to come, we kind of miss out on what we're actually in at that time. Maybe that's one of our first pieces of advice would be to like live and actually be in the season that you're in as newlyweds. Yeah. Like appreciate those days. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point is that um, there's, it, it's not, it's not static, you know, I mean, people's lives are, are never static, and that's true, uh, even in the married life. Yeah, like, I mean, we were talking about, so, so we've been coming out here to this, uh, to Nell's family's cabin for, I don't know, 10 years or so now, and we brought our first, you know, our first our, uh, child uh, right after he was born, you know, for like a week or so, and and uh, so it's interesting to see him now when he's about five he's feet so tall. tall. Um, but it was just, it was a really beautiful time because it was, you know, it was just, it was just us. Um, and so, yeah, focus on, focus on the time that, you know, what, wherever you are, whether it's your, your newlywed or uh, you just had a first child or maybe even a second child. I mean, there's always, there's always adjustments. That's, that's the interesting thing. And we ourselves as people are never, we're never static. I mean, we're either you know, growing in particular areas or we're sort of struggling in other areas. And or so like, what's the opposite of growing? Like falling back downhill? Backsliding. <laughs> we're backsliding. You're either growing or you're backsliding. Yeah. That. No, that's that's good is is uh, identifying, yeah, where where you are in, in your married life and and um, taking that time to um, to 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 utilize that because you're you're um, well, you don't get it back. You don't get, I get it back. I guess. And I think that, I mean, we lived in a lot of anticipation. We got married and then we moved back, what was home then, out to Las Vegas where I had a job and you were studying for the bar. And I lived so much in anticipation knowing my job was up in August. We were coming back home. There was so much like, okay, when we get back to Minnesota, okay, and then I have to like renew my job search anew because I'm leaving my federal clerkship. I need to step into something that's next. Like, and we're figuring out marriage and you're going to sit for the bar in July. Like there was so much looking forward. So one of my pieces of advice to myself would be just enjoy that time we had out in Vegas, man. There were no family obligations. 
we weren't pregnant yet, we didn't have kiddos yet, we didn't own a home we had to take care of yet, um, you know, not rushing emotionally forward to what was to come, yeah. but to truly appreciate the Red Rock Mountains and nights at our like little apartment unit swimming pool and the simplicity of it instead of wanting to fast forward. Yeah. Okay, a second thing that I would talk about is actually get to know the person that you're married to. That's going to sound really crazy because you're going to think, I mean, I married you. Of course I know you. Hopefully you didn't marry a total stranger. Um, but knowing someone before you get married and knowing someone after you get married, I found were two really different things. And part of that's because before you get married, you're still in like concentric circles in a way. Like, especially if you don't live together, especially if... It's like a Venn diagram. Yeah, you're like, oh, I have my life. I have my social scene. I have my apartment or my house. I have my rhythms and you have yours. And we're trying, like, well, when you're dating, they certainly overlap. Um, but your life is still your own. And when you get married, it's not that that sounds really ominous. Your life is no longer your own. I don't mean it in a bad way, but your life is shared. So if they have a hobby that they love or like a sports team they want to watch, or you have friends you love to go with every week and it kind of impedes on actual time with your spouse, like to, to adjust to that and get to know, I can't just force my habits of life on you. We have to forge new habits of life together. It was weird, though, because we got married. We lived in the kind of a little bit of a social bubble just out in Vegas. We had my, my girlfriends that I'd work with out there and their spouses and boyfriends. And and then when we moved back to Minnesota, you had a new job. I was looking for work. And we lived in a condo down to Minneapolis, but we didn't have friends from Minnesota. Yeah. So it was a really weird reset of, like, what are our habits, our plans? That was the first time I knew that you cared about watching, what's the team name, the Huskers? So it Base turns out football? that I love uh, Nebraska football. Didn't even know though, that. You know, it's, it's sort of been a long-suffering <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> 20 years I'm a bad team. I, mean, I didn't even know that. Because we didn't have but, a TV in law uh, school. I wouldn't say bad, but... Oh, you know, okay. I'm sorry. They've, they've, they've struggled as of late. Struggled. Struggling a little yeah. bit. But now didn't really know that, you know, because we of the Venn diagram together. thing. Like, I didn't have a TV here. in my apartment in law school. <laughs> I had no idea this was a thing. I remember distinctly one night at our condo, we did have a TV. Did we have cable? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We had a TV in like our spare bedroom with cable and you said something like, well, the game's on. And I said, what? What game? There's a game? And I think another time you went with your sister, maybe your brother-in-law to like a bar to watch a football game. Yeah, I was pregnant growing up, so I don't think I went with. Joe Sensors in, I mean, in Bloomington. And there we see. They actually have a little pep band, you know, <laughs> do the little song. It's There's great. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's a tiny, I, like a, a simple example of me having to adjust and think like, oh, this is something you care about. I could care less about it. Now, maybe I'm not going to start caring ardently about it, but I'm certainly not going to say like, oh, I don't like that. We're not doing that. Well, if you want to do it, we have to figure it out. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the principle there is, is sort of uh, becoming other-centered because you're sharing, your time is not, you know, I, I mean, you're, 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 sh you're living in a shared space now. You're like, you're, you're, you're spending virtually all your time together. And so your, your, your daily rhythm has been, you know, has become one. So you have to sort of figure that out, you know, and, and even if you've been married for a while, you know, you're still, you're still trying to figure out like what works best and, and you ha always have to be aware of the other person. Um, so you become other centered and not, I like that term other centered. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose you could still say self-centered and it's, you know, like, you're still focused on yourself, but that doesn't really work very well if you want to have 
happy, no, it doesn't. A happy, happy married life. Surprisingly, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, to to go off of that, like the the other centeredness. So, um, you know, with with human actions, it, our actions are always geared towards a particular end, um, and so it's always helpful when you're trying to um, figure things out. Is well, what's my end? What's my you know what's my purpose here? So, mm-hmm. uh, to springboard off of your point of you know be kind of becoming other focused and <clears throat> and being you know paying attention to the other person is. You know, together, uh, and it doesn't really matter matter where you are in your married life, whether it's newly married, whether you've been in it for five years, 10 years, I suppose even 20 years, even though we're not there yet, but um, is the principle of household is uh, you're, you're sharing, you're sharing a common space together. So whether you have a house, an apartment, a condo, you know, like whatever, you're sharing a common space together and you have a common life together. So you are you are a household. And so um, you're trying to figure out how does our household run best? What are we trying to instill? Where are we going? Um, and, and what virtues are we, you know, do we need to kind of work on and cultivate? And what kind of atmosphere do we want within within our common daily life? Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there too. Uh, one of the first times I, like the concept of, you know, we have our own household is, uh, we have, uh, there's a professor at, at uh, Christendom College, John Cudabak, C-U-D-D-E-B-A-C-K. Uh, Dr. Cudabak has a great, he's got a great blog, um, I'll call it a blog, website? website? I don't know. Website? He's I don't amazing. Know. We love him so much. Uh, it used to be called Bacon from Acorns because he used to grow pigs on, you know, in the, in Virginia, but now it's called Lifecraft. Um so if you look it up, it, but his whole his whole thing is a philosophy of household, and he takes so he's a philosopher, and and he looks at uh, you know ancient uh, Roman uh, or Greek uh, philosophers, and he takes he takes the wisdom that's in there, and he sort of applies that to well, what does that mean to run? You know, what does it actually mean to run a household, and and these different aspects of of life. So you might you might consider looking uh, looking at some of his stuff. He's got some he's got some great. Uh, uh, principles there and, and, and thoughts and, and, um, so it's just, so I guess, you know, the takeaway for, I don't know, this very long rambling point I'm trying to make here <laughs> is that we love it when you have a long point. Well, I don't know. So you've got, uh, you and your, your spouse, your family, like your household. Um, and so how best to run, how best to run a household, um, and just, um, trying to trying to further that um, given your you know your daily struggles or, or whatever but there's always a there's always a beauty to you know trying to transform even the the, the dailiest the simplest most mundane most mundane things and and uh, there's a joy that's there and I think even especially now with the because uh, we're still you know like dealing with the I don't know the global z- pandemic the zaniness of yeah the, the new life that we're in yeah yeah, it is, you know, people are, people are spending more time together, um, or, you know, more time at home because the other stuff just isn't, um, just isn't available, like the different activities. So there is more of a focus, like mm-hmm. the internal focus of, um, you know, your, your own family and your own, even your own space, you know, you're, you're in your own space. So, and that looks different. I think that's interesting that you say, like, it looks different to apply this principle of having a household that works well for your family is going to look different based on who's in your family and what your likes and dislikes are. For example, we don't have a television and we don't watch, we watch like some things on Netflix that kids are 
you know, big fans of Magic School Bus and like other specials and shows. But sports aren't on television, aren't a huge part of our households. So that's not a part of our family culture. So even though back in those early days of marriage, you were really pumped to watch Nebraska football, that hasn't become a focal point. But baseball, of all things, has. So we have lots of radios in the house, and you and the kids will listen to the baseball game on the radio, and if there's a big game, you'll go watch it at, you know, friends or my yeah, parents. Like the playoffs or something, yeah. Playoffs. But to say, like, oh, but other families we know, sports are a huge part, like my cousin. Sports are a huge part of his family. He and his sons especially love it. And that is, it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing because it's part of their family culture. So figuring out like, what's going to fit for your family. It's not going to look like your neighbors. Because guess what? We don't look like our neighbors. Like we have different likes and dislikes than they do. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's being intentional about, I mean, being conscious and making a decision so that it's not just, well, you know, everybody in the entire world has a TV, so therefore we're going to have a TV, you know. Or everyone or, always eats out, or they always go on a date night, or they always do happy hours, or they always appear to do these things. So, like, I mean, we've gone out for happy hours. I don't even drink. <laughs> so, no, like, no struggles to finish even a cup of tea. I, I'm uh, just a loser. You just face it. No, it's, <laughs> you like the no, idea okay. of tea. It's very conceptual. Yeah, which is fine. But again, that mode, that model didn't fit for us. So when we go out with other young new married couples, like, oh, we're going out for drinks. Margs with the girls. I'm like, I don't actually like margaritas. I like being with my girlfriends. But this, like, version of camaraderie and version of community doesn't actually fit for me. That's a great, I love that point. Uh, I think that just, you know, from listening to what you're saying there, I think uh, it's important for, for people. It takes a while to sort of grow into your own skin and not mm. be afraid of who you are. Not in the sense of, you know, I mean, if you've, you know, if you've got vices or whatever, you know, and you know, you gotta kind of, you gotta work on that, you know, but that's not what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is if you know that you don't, you know, you don't like margaritas or you don't, you know, particularly care for, for that, it's okay. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to change that or, you know, for me, like I, I, there are certain things that that I like that you know other people don't necessarily like. Like what? Uh, now you want to know. Everyone's well, I, dying like, to like know. Like my Andy. version of like my version of you know a, a great night would be you know just like reading up on the third floor. That's that's it. Maybe it's having not like, maybe having some some whiskey. Maybe having some whiskey. It's not like a night at the pool hall with like five other people. Yeah, so... Does that sound like fun? Yeah. I mean, maybe, once in a while. But that's not, like, what you're dying to do on a Friday night. Yeah, but I... I but it's it's okay to be who you are. And because the more... Well, going back to your point about, you know, when you're, when you're sort of dating or, you know, you're getting to know somebody and you have this Venn diagram sort of thing, mm. you're not spending time completely with the other person so they don't see, the like, the fullness. You're not sharing the full rhythm of a day with the other person. So it sort of takes a while to, you know, to grow in and say, oh, okay, like you understand the other person and, and you're not trying to force the other person to do something that they, they aren't or that they really don't like or whatever. So you sort of navigate, you know, together, um, understanding each other. And that takes time. Yeah. I think like, I'm glad we did this. We really didn't do a ton of social stuff our first year of marriage. We just kind of stuck with each other. I mean, there, we moved back home at some point, you know, so there were family things going on. That I was pregnant, you know, I was really sick, so we sort of had a lot of help from family members and stuff, but, like, we didn't stack up with, like, seeing everybody. We, we just really tried to spend time, because it's only in spending time and slowly over time 
that you can get to know someone. I mean, I could have written down all my things to you and been like, these are all the things I like and dislike. But when you started living with me, you saw things I didn't even know that were on my list. Like you picked up on all of these things because you were paying attention. So paying attention to each other, I think, is another important premise of these early times when you're like paying attention. And knowing that your marriage isn't going to look like other people's marriages, you know, just like your wedding didn't look like other people, like that it's good to have friends that are in a similar season. So you can, especially as a woman, to be like, oh my gosh, is this normal? I'm making this adjustment. Is this normal? To kind of bounce it off of each other. But just to be patient and know like your marriage has its own journey and it's going to look different. Maybe you will have no children. Maybe you will have 15 children. Maybe you will go through extreme financial hardship early on. Maybe you'll have great success in the workplace. Like all of these things that we've watched our friends like navigating up and down, it looks different. And not to worry when yours doesn't look like other people's. I think that's a good thing to cling to. Yeah. All right, final final thoughts. Yeah. Take it home. Well, we're really trying to keep these uh, a little bit shorter. That's trying great. to be honest to 20 minutes. Honest in 20 minutes. Years. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that's sort of on the uh, that's sort of on the human level. Uh, just to you know, always keep in mind that you know, married life is uh, it's also uh, geared towards you know the the spouses and the family sanctification. So you're always trying to try to help one another, strive mm -hmm. for sanctification, regardless of what your circumstances are. Um, and the spouses are there for one another, the good of the spouses. Uh, so you're really trying to partner uh, with the other person uh, in facing, you know, whatever, whatever life, you know, throws at you, whatever the difficulties are. But also seeing that, you know, divine providence works in very interesting ways. And, uh, but God knows what's best for you. He knows... Uh, he's never going to give you a cross that's, that's too heavy. Um, but also, uh, he's not necessarily going to give you the graces ahead of time, you know. And so if, if you are facing particular challenges, whether it's in your marital relationship, whether it's with your job or, you know, what, whatever it might be, like God's going to give you the grace when you need it. Um, so if you're facing particular challenges, don't, you know, don't give up. Like you're going you're gonna to be able to work through it and... and but it also requires a humility. It requires a humility with your spouse, you know, realizing that you, you have some, we all have our weaknesses and, and, um, not me and deficiencies. <laughs> I'm so replete with well, weaknesses. And 11 years of marriage. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so, uh, but always, you know, always keep in mind that you're there for particularly like you're trying to get to heaven. You're trying to get, get your spouse to heaven. You're trying to get one another to heaven. That. You're trying to help your children get to heaven so you can all praise God for all eternity together, which is which is a really beautiful thing. So so that's I would I mean, like to be in a different room from our children in heaven if they're being loud praising. Is that okay? They're, Do you think God's gonna give me my own house away from them? Oh boy. Yeah. Hi, hi over there. <laughs> Good to see ya. <laughs> they're being like they'll be adults by then, hopefully, God willing. I don't know. Are we all the same age in heaven? Gosh, those are questions for a different episode. Yeah. Hey, um, I cut you off like three times. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I don't know. I don't know if I have any more thoughts. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, but, you know, uh, for those of you who are uh, celebrating uh, marriage anniversaries and, you know, you, you took the leap, um, however long ago it, it might be, um, congratulations to you and, and um, you know, keep going forward and, and persevere and, 
and um, God will God will sustain you through through whatever it is, and He's going to bless you with with good times. So, um, marriage is it it it's an incredible thing. So, uh, I guess I'll I maybe you've got some more, but I'll, I guess I'll I'll finish with a little. There's there's a little line from. Um, Christ the Eleventh Casti Canubi, um, which is an encyclical from I don't know, nineteen thirties, nineteen forty. I don't, I, I don't even remember when he was pope. Long ago. We'll just say the the like earlier part of the twentieth century. Anyway, uh, paragraph seven. He says um, that the the souls of of spouses are bound and intertwined more closely together than even their bodies are. That's beautiful. Um, and it's through. It's through the act of the will by entering into this this very particular relationship that they have done that. Um, so your souls are bound together to to one another uh, more closely um, even than your bodies, which is it's such a beautiful thing. So you have a particular spiritual relationship with with your spouse that is unique. It's not it can't be replicated with with anybody else. It can't be replicated, you know. Children's a diff I mean, it's a close relationship with your children, but it's even different. So never forget that you know you and your spouse are your partners on a supernatural level. That mm -hmm. is, um, it's something that's unique. So try to foster that together, and and always look towards always look towards your end, and sort of instill principles within your own household that that furthers your own sanctification, and and try to stay other centered so that you focus on 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 the other person. So and don't be afraid to be who you are because you're going to act best by not trying to be somebody or something that, that you're not. So that was the best conclusion paragraph I've ever heard. A lot of blah, blah, blah. No, you wrapped it all up so beautifully. Okay. Happy 11 years, buddy. Happy 11 years. We did it. Here we are. Oh, I can't believe that you stuck with me this long. Wow. <laughs> I definitely got the better spouse in my mind. You're pretty amazing. Okay. Are we still recording? We're still recording. We're still, These poor we're people. Still here. All right, friends. We'll see you next time.